7 a.m. in Los Angeles, 10 a.m. in New York City and up and down the East Coast, 3 o'clock in the afternoon in London, in New South Wales it is 12 midnight? No, 12 p.m. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and in Malaysia, it's 1972. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Um, hello, everybody. Hey, welcome. We are live once again, because it is, after all, a Tuesday night. We're live on Facebook. I'm not wearing pants is the name of the page. And we are live on YouTube, Jay Sheldon's YouTube channel. That would be me. And also, of course, twitch.tv. Jay Sheldon, no pants is where you'll find us. If you are here, please like, subscribe, share, all those things, wherever you happen to be watching. And we appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks to StreamBeats.com, by the way, for the music. They provide free music for streamers, YouTubers, Facebook, YouTube, wherever it is. Copyright free music. Great stuff, too. It's that that you are listening to uh, or were in the beginning. And 404 is here. Hello there. Jaden, M45. Howdy. Nice to see you. Good to have you along for the ride. Wherever you may be on the planet, we've got, uh, we have quite a few things to talk about tonight. Uh, as usual, we go through our day and uh, what happened in the last uh, 48 hours or so. Also, um, some stuff that I've found online, mostly Facebook, that either, hmm, some of it pissed me off, some of it I agree with, some of it I don't, but that's what discussion and chit-chat is all about. And... Uh, and some of it is just inspirational, which is nice. I always like that. Uh, also, um, of course, we'll be reading uh, another chapter or two from The Velveteen Rabbit, which is our book. Um, we do a book at the end of uh, every live stream, and however long that takes. We are doing The Velveteen Rabbit right now, and I'm not sure what book we're going to do next. I have received some emails from folks. Uh, it just went by, by the way. Uh, no pants at jsheldon.com. I answer all my emails. I will reply you. I read them all. And um, please do, if you would like, get in touch that way. There's lots of ways to get a hold of me. You can put it in the chat right now. You can email no pants at jsheldon.com. And of course, uh, you can also hit me up on any one of the channels. I will check your comments and reply accordingly. So there's that. Um, also, of course, you can Skype in on the show and be live if you want. Uh, you do that just by uh, calling 1-860-598-0987. It's a Connecticut number in the U.S., so toll charges may or may not apply. But if you're online on your phone or on your laptop or desktop and you have Skype, just put in Jay Sheldon, look for that logo. Uh, I'm not wearing pants is the uh, the number to call, Jay Sheldon. And uh, you call in, we'll put you on the show. It's just that easy. 
Let me just uh, make a double-double check that Skype is running. It is signed in and active, so we're ready for you if you're ready for us. And you can talk about anything. You can react to something that I'm talking about. You can bring up a brand new subject we haven't talked about. You can get my lousy opinion about something if you want. I don't care. You need some advice? I'll give you some non-expert advice, too. Can always, uh, can always use some of that, right? I have a new shirt. I, I have become conscious because somebody did email me and mention my shirts. So I've become overly conscious of what I'm wearing now. I used to tell you I took, I put the shirt on for the show, take it off, throw it on the back of the chair, and then put it on for the next show. You people notice everything. I can't get away with anything. Anyway, so now it's a new shirt every show. Well, not a new, I mean, eventually they'll recycle because, you know, like laundry. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I've become very conscientious about what are you wearing for a shirt tonight? Well, there you go. Oh, my. All right. If you saw the uh, thumbnail for the show tonight, although on Twitch, why don't they allow, Why don't they do thumbnails on Twitch? They would just pick some random frame and stick it up there. And, uh, anyway, um, maybe they do, and I just haven't found it yet. <coughs> Excuse me. But Facebook, YouTube, there are thumbnails. We stick them up there. Uh, sometimes it has to happen after the show. But uh, in my thumbnail tonight, one of the big things, in, a, in, in addition to racist trees, which we'll talk about a little later, uh, we talked about starters, as in when you go to a restaurant and you order a meal, on, I, I get pictures, on the menu often, depending upon the kind of restaurant you're at, or maybe the level or the quality, um, they offer starters. Which, you know, is meant to be, I'll tell you what, let's just go right to it, okay? Let's just go right to it. There, you see this? Right there, starters. These are actually a few menus that I found in a Facebook posting that I did after, it was, it was on Sunday, I think. And so here's what I wrote. Hey, Malaysian restaurants, here's a small definition for you. Start, a verb to begin or set out, as on a journey or an activity. A noun, a beginning of an action, or the beginning of a journey, etc. Okay, so it's even listed on your menus as a starter, as in to start. Forget a mousse-bouche, that, that's just way above and beyond. Uh, above their pay grade, as I wrote here. But for God's sakes, bring out the starter sometime before mm, the dessert. Uh, look, starter, 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 as in this is the food I want to start my meal with. Start, you know, begin. So it so happened that we went out to a decent restaurant. This is not one of them here on, on the menus. I just picked some random images of menus that had starters. And I ordered this meatball with tomato sauce as a starter. And then I ordered my meal, which was, I think, a pork chop with uh, something else. 
my significant other's main menu item comes out. The drinks come. My main menu item comes out. I wait for, you know, five minutes while my, my meal's getting cold. No starter. It's supposed to, like, wet your appetite. That's W-H-E-T, wet your appetite for the food to come, you know, get you going. That's the idea. I know this sounds like first world, world problems, but seriously, just don't even put, just put it as extra crap we put on the menu to make you spend money. Don't put it as a starter if you don't bring it out as a starter. Finally, I'm halfway through my main course and the starter comes out. Now, I'm going to semi-forgive the restaurant because it was really, really good. These meatballs were, mm, oh, it was so nice. And the uh, tomato sauce was, I don't know what was in it, but man, it was great. It would have been really nice to have had it first as like is in the start. Mmm, the start. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. But that didn't happen. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, starters. To start. Restaurants. And, you know, honestly, I've been to every level of restaurant. I, I wrote in the piece that, that uh, it, it's even up to a, like a five-star fine dining restaurant. Now, I will admit, the five-star five fine dining restaurants I've been to, not that many, but the one, okay, they brought the starters out as a starter. But again, what you're paying for it. Mm. But anything below that, forget it. You might get the starter before dessert. Probably not. Okay, enough about starters. Oh man, it's uh, it's it's yeah. Never mind. Uh, we're gonna do something about racist trees. Also, we put that in our thumbnail too because, boom, check it out. As you know, the the woke folk who managed to you know screw about everything up these days. Uh, <laughs> this is from uh, PJ Media. Apparently, trees might be racist. I know, but that's the headline. Here's the story. A high school in Portland, Oregon has postponed changing its mascot. They were going to change their mascot to be an evergreen tree. And a woke, I added that, committee member raises concerns over possible racist connotations. The Ida B. Wells Barnett High School namesake, Pulitzer Prize-winning African-American journalist who extensively reported on and protested against lynching, uh, reports the Portland Tribune. Originally, the evergreen tree was proposed because, according to Ellen Watmore, a mascot committee member and a teacher at the school, evergreens are characterized by the life-giving force of their foliage, the strength of their massive trunks, and the depth of their roots in an individual tree and as a forest of trees. They provide shelter and sustenance. They have histories that 
preclude us and will continue in perpetuity long after we aren't here anymore. Well, somebody says maybe we shouldn't be using the tree as a mascot. Where is the uh, thing here? Uh, yes. Uh, the Evergreen was the front runner out of 420 different nominations. And then Michael DePass, the director of the Portland Public School Board of Education, suggested trees have a connotation to lynching that could be a problem. Because, you know, lynching. So these massive, beautiful trees. They might not use this as their mascot because of its possible association to lynching. Yeah. There you go. I'm just putting it up there. You can shake your heads and suck your tongue in disbelief like I do. This is what we've come to, that apparently trees might be racist too. Misha Demigod of Discordance. Hey, yo, good to see you. Nice to have you along for the ride. A big round of applause for you. Thanks for uh, jumping in here. Appreciate that. Good to have you on board. Uh, wherever you might be, you can Skype in on the show if you want to chit-chat about things. Feel free. We'll be happy to talk to you. Uh, 1-860-598-0987. Or you just... Um, Give us a call on uh, on Skype, Jay Sheldon, or I'm not wearing pants. Uh, you're welcome. That round of applause was just for you, Misha. <laughs> All right. Actually, you know what? This is tied into my first thing. This I found. I like this. Have we reached the ultimate stage of absurdity where some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born, while other people are not held responsible for what they themselves are doing today. So, is that a call? It would appear to be. Uh, why is that not working? I have no idea. Keep trying. For some reason, it's not working. <laughs> I'll get it. That's really weird. I don't know why. I thought for sure I had everything set up right. As usual, it may or may not have worked. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. I'm going to turn this on and we'll try it again. See? Missed call. Dang it. All right. Now the call is live. There. See? I'll figure this out. You just bear with me. Stand by. Trust me. <laughs> I will get it. Oh, I think I fixed it. There, there you go. go. Hey, I fixed it. 
Alright, but not me though. Hold up a second. I need to re uh, I think I'm still trying to contact you on your account. Oh, uh, you know what? No, that's my that's actually my handphone. I don't know why that's doing that. Yeah, you I, are I keep, I keep hearing yeah, I keep hearing the uh ringtone. Uh you are connected online though. Yeah, I am connected though. You are indeed. I've I've got you here, I think. Yeah, but I, I think due to me trying to call you and then I saw the meeting. My calls still. Uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's progress. We're getting there. <laughs> How would I rate the quality of the call? Uh, not so hot. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you. All right, let's go back to the call here and see what else is going to happen. I have no idea if this is going to work or not. There we go. There we go. It's hey! Now. The um, constant ringing of the um, ringtone's over now. Okay, finally it's working. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was not your end. It was mine mainly. Oh, really? I wouldn't yeah, be so... I was calling you, your, just you specifically, and not the uh, group call that you uh, set up. Oh, okay. That's probably why. Yeah. I have a feeling that... that has to do with what part of the problem is. Although I'm hoping people can hear you. Um, I, want, I wonder, Kiwi, can you hear me? According to Kiwi's curling the chat right now. <laughs> from from what I can hear, they should be able to. All right, that's good. We'll we'll find out sooner or later. Something is gonna work. Well, I mean, I, I can hear myself actually because I'm watching the stream as well. Oh, okay. So you are. So, you are there. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I'm visible to be heard. Cool. All right. Yeah, I can hear. Kiwi says uh, I can hear. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the that's the, the all clear signal. It's now official. How you doing? What's new? What's going on with you? Well, um, it's gonna be very busy today because. When it reaches 10.30 a.m. on my side, I'm right. planning to go to Las Vegas. Vegas! Oh, man! You are making yep. me so jealous. I apologize in advance. <laughs> um, my relatives decided to plan a first wedding at Vegas. Uh, so we're all getting gutsy up. You, you know what a fan of gambling I am. Um, and I, I have... Oh, sorry. No, no, that's all right. I've, I've confessed my love of slot machines a long time ago and often on this show. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I am totally addicted to slot machines. Um, and here, here in Malaysia, of course, we're under semi-house arrest. I'm not allowed to travel to the state in which the only legal gambling casino is. So... Um, and now you call and tell me you're going to Vegas. <sighs> I mean, I've been wanting to scratch that urge for some time myself yeah. because I've been also been addicted to virtual slots specifically mm. with my game systems, yep. which I've mentioned before in one of your... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I play one on my phone too. <laughs> with, with me, it's more of my Wii, Wii U. Mm. You know, I, I've actually, I've been to Atlantic City back when I lived in the States a, a billion years ago. I, I was in Atlantic City. I play, played in the casinos there. But 
as much as I've always loved uh, slot machines, I have never been to Vegas of all places. I, I really should have made a point. I, I obviously I'm not going back now, but, uh, and certainly not just to go to Vegas, but if I were, that's think I, I think that's where I'd head. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like the one location you definitely want to lose your money at. <laughs> yeah, and Southern Cal to Vegas is not that much of a trip, is it? No, no. We we go there like a lot when it comes to like yearly travels. Right. Because yeah. I'm a big fan of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Brian Christopher. Brian Christopher. Brian Christopher started many years ago on YouTube, and he would simply uh, record his playing slot machines. And he's he's quite a personality. I mean, his personality really is what makes the show because you know slots are slots, but but he injects a lot of his character into it, and he has taken off. He's got hundreds of thousands of followers, of among which are me, and uh, he's done all kinds of amazing things and done group pulls. In fact, in one casino, and I cannot remember the name of it now. They just set up a Brian Christopher slots section. You know how you have like the high Whoa. limit room. So oh yeah, like the uh, yeah yeah. Where so there's are. a section in this one hotel's casino, which has the Brian Christopher slot machine section, and all of his favorite slots are in there. Um, wow! So his popularity gained so much that hotel it, wanted yeah. to advertise his appearance by exactly. A, yeah, it it a, does it thing. does them good. And it, it's a big draw for them. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a huge boon for, for Brian. And he's is mainly on uh, YouTube, but he has branched out and he does quite a bit of posting and live broadcasts on Facebook. So YouTube would be the place, though. Go check out Brian Christopher or Brian Christopher Slots. Um, free plug for you, Brian. Uh, he doesn't need my help, trust me. But... <laughs> And you know, know it sounds. I get support. It, yeah, I mean, it sounds really stupid. I mean, sitting and watching somebody play slot machines—it sounds like a real yeah. snoozer. But maybe it's because I love slots. But it's fascinating. It's addicting. It's very cool. So you always uh, want to see the numbers go up. Yeah, yeah. So check. I, I, if you go to find Brian Christopher, he he does do a lot of uh, broadcasts from his live uh, Brian Christopher's part of the whatever hotel casino it is. And then when you're in Vegas, you can actually go there and check it out. <laughs> I'll try looking it up. Yeah, very cool. Um, Unfortunately, though, I'm getting the short end of the stick with the trip because um, – my mom has told me to leave with one of my sisters because they have work the next day and she wants to come with the, us to go with her yeah. as a means of carpool. <laughs> oh, you're driving. Yeah, we're all driving there. How, I, I think you said, but I, I, I forget. How long does it take to drive from where you are in Southern Cal? It's, it's usually like at least three to two hours. Oh, that's like nothing. Oh, no, this is like a regular for yeah. us. No, that's not bad at Vegas, all. Yeah, Vegas is like the one closest location we usually drive to in terms of like road trips, not road trips, but um, occasions that happen there. Yeah. Or just simply my mom might want to go use money. <laughs> For, forgive my lack of geography, but if I'm not mistaken, it's California, Nevada, 
Arizona, right? Or is it Arizona, Nevada? It's actually um, headed just, towards uh, Texas. California to Nev- just California to Nevada. Okay, so travel. California and Nevada are a border state. Yes. Then it's Arizona and then Texas. Yeah, Arizona, then Texas. Ah, okay, okay. So you don't have well, to go through like, Arizona. Yeah, I only need to go to Arizona to reach Nevada. <laughs> I have to go to Arizona, though. I want to go to Texas, though. True. Not to mention other, other states as well. True, true. All right, cool. Wow. So that's the exciting uh, exciting part of what's coming up in your life. Yep, well, that and Disney World. Disney World. Does that still exist? <laughs> it does exist. It, it seems to be the only theme park in Disney's uh, current holdings that's been operational ever since, you know, they decided to open it. It was like the only park that's been opened up so far. Even in California, because my understanding is it, California was and for most parts still is. A lot of it's closed down. Oh, yeah, it is still closed down. However, they recently announced that they're planning to reopen by the end of April. Oh, Okay. Ironically enough, they said that their initial original date was going to be, and I kid you not, April 1st. And I thought to myself, (laughs) that's the meanest thing you could ever do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Wow. So much going on over there. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool beans. <clears throat> we got to move along, but I thank you so much. And um, put ready to go, put, put ten bucks in the machine for me and pull the handle, would you? Oh no worries, my mom gave me a twenty, ready for the action. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, certainly uh, wins. Enjoy Vegas, and uh, when you get back, make sure that you you let us know uh, what kind of success you had. You got it. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Misha. Jay. Thanks so much. We'll, I'll see you we'll, guys back in the chat. Indeed. We'll talk to you again. Thanks. Good night. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Amazing. I'm so jealous. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get back to this because uh, then we got to get into our book thing. Um, anyway, I, I started I started this and then I, I got the uh, Skype thing going on. We reached the sta- ultimate stage of absurdity. This is a Thomas Sowell, by the way, who is brilliant. Uh, some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born, while other people are not held responsible for what they themselves are doing today. Scary stuff, huh? Think about it. And this is connected to that. Questioning and doubting what is going on these days does not make you anti-anything. I'm more jealous of my fam, says Misha. <laughs> Nor does it make you a conspiracy theorist. Actually, questioning is, and should be, the place of reason. The fact that questioning has become taboo should, in fact, send a chill up everyone's spine. More things to think about, indeed. All right, this was fun. That's the heavy stuff. Get it out of the way inserted a Skype call in the middle, but that's fine because that's the way this show rolls. Whatever happens, happens, and we just go with it. All right? (laughs) You'll be fine. All right, I got to move this up a little bit. There we go. Okay, there will be, here we go. There'll be no escape in the future from telephones. From Pasadena, 
This was the 1950s when this was written. Uh, the Telephone of the Future. Mark R. Sullivan, San Francisco president and director of the Pacific Telephone and Telegraph Company, said in an address Thursday night, Just what form the future telephone will take is, of course, pure speculation. Here is my prophecy. Listen. In its final development, the telephone will be carried about by the individual, perhaps as we carry a watch today. It probably will require no dial or equivalent, and I think the users will be able to see each other, if they want, as they talk. Who knows but what it may actually translate from one language to another. Huh? How about that? From the 1950s, the president and director of PT&T, Pacific Telephone, and telegraph with what turned out to be a very accurate prediction. That um, that blows my mind. That's very very cool. Um, and I mean, cool that what just happened. I got a phone call from halfway around the world in Southern California to here in Malaysia through the internet. In fact, it was not a video call, but. It could have been if we wanted to do that. And so indeed, we could talk to each other and see. And these days, uh, there is translation that will automatically translate uh, back and forth from one to the other. Uh, crazy when accuracy was portrayed in the past. It is indeed. You are very, very right. Um, all right. Another friend of mine posted this. And this is something that applies no matter what. And it particularly applies uh, nowadays with the arts and artists all being locked down, unable to perform uh, in many, many places around the world, not just here. Um, live shows, concerts, theater has all been badly affected for now over a year. Um, and artists of all kinds uh, have had to... Uh, put up with some very, very rough times. I saw this, and it is extremely meaningful, and you ought to, you ought to, you have to hear this. When you buy from an artist or a maker, this is, again, buying locally, shopping locally, spending your money with the small neighborhood people. You're buying more than just an object or a painting. You're buying hundreds of hours of failures, and experimentation. You're buying days, weeks, and months of frustration and moments of pure joy. You are not just buying a thing, a sculpture, a painting. You're buying a piece of heart, part of a soul, a moment in someone's life. And most importantly, you're buying the artist more time to do something they're very passionate about. I love that. That really hit home. I, I myself am not a artist per se. I'm a voice artist, but mm, that doesn't count. Um, so yeah, um, it does matter. It does matter where and what you buy and please do what you can to help support the arts 
especially now. It is so important now. It's always important, but really now in these days where so much has gone on. Okay. All right. On to some fun stuff because I'm tired of talking about the heavy stuff. Check this out. This guy, this guy is called Spitfire. (laughs) You want to talk about some talent? There's some talent. Take a look at this. Check this out. Watch this. It's slow-mo. Actually, maybe I can full frame it. Sadly, I can't play the music. Watch this. Look at that. Look at that. The goat of dock diving added another world championship to his resume. Ever seen a dog fly? Look at this. Look at that. He's still going. Unbelievable. Dang. And he got the thing off the, uh, the, the, the toy. That is incredible. Look at that. Bam. Wow. <laughs> I saw that. I thought, oh, man, I, I got to put this on the show. That is Yeah, beyond impressive. That is amazing. And in a related dog story, by the way, um, Miko got a new bone tonight and she's very happy. She's in chewing the hell out of it right now. So (laughs) Uh, in a related story, I found this and it's fascinating. I did not know this, but this is very, very cool. Malaysia, here in Malaysia, if you don't know, that's where we are. They have, we have our own dog breed that is also the rarest species in the world. Check this out. First of all, it's adorable. It's so cute. Very nice looking. Look at that. Look at that face. There's a puppy. Um, Are you a dog or a cat person? Well, if you answered dog, chances are you're obsessed with dogs. You own one or two, and if you put two dog lovers in a room, the first thing they're probably going to ask is, what breed of dog do you have? Well, you'll hear common answers often like Lab, Beagle, German Shepherd, Siberian Husky, Shiba Inu. If someone says Telomian or Telomian, there's a possibility that you won't know what that is. Well, it turns out Telomians are truly, truly special. One of the rarest breeds in the world and only found here in Malaysia. Yeah. What? (laughs) Uh, If you're not familiar with the breed, you uh, definitely heard of Anjing Kampong, which is roughly translates to village dog. Uh, Your grandma or grandpa may already own one back in your Kampong. Uh, The Tolomian dog was first bred by the Orang Asli, uh, the native folks here who uh, helped to protect them, uh, control vermin, assist when it comes to hunting. And, um, oh, look at that. What a great face. Handsome. They are known for their amazing climbing abilities. Apparently, these dogs can actually climb trees. It has a blue tongue, just like the Chow Chow, 
uh, extremely alert, very intelligent. They don't bark. I don't know if that means they don't have the ability to bark or they just don't bark. Um, the breed was coined from the Tel uh, Telum River in Pahang. Uh, first found by American anthropologists in 1963, it has been ranked as the number one rarest dog in the world. Uh, you can find them in America after the person who discovered it brought back a pair of purebred to breed in the States. There's a lot yet known, not known about the uh, Telomian dog. It's very rare to the canine world, and uh, they're hoping someday that perhaps the species will get, uh, get studies, uh, studied. But it is a beautiful, beautiful, let me go back up here, there. Beautiful dog. Rarest in the world. And native, and can be found mostly, if not only, here in Malaysia. It can climb trees. How cool is that? That is amazing. The Tolomian. I hope I'm saying that right. That's very, very cool. Uh, <coughs> okay, some more chat. I wish I could be both. Oh, your sister's allergic to, ah to cats. You're scared of cats. Oh, you should not. Don't, don't be afraid of cats. Cats are great. Mm. That often happens. A mean one scratched his face or hands and slightly allergic to dogs, although you walk two of them every day. Invis Toby, hey, I forgot. I have no idea what day of the week it is. It's Tuesday. You know what? I had to stop and think twice if it was Tuesday or not. I, I, I'm the same. I had the same kind of weird day. It was one of those days where you just kind of go, what day is this? What time of day is it? The whole day. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't feel that well most of the day today. So, um, yeah. Uh, but hi, Tobe. Good, <laughs> good to have you along, Toby. Um, I've got one more thing. Uh, no, I've got two more things. Two more things to share, and then we'll get on to uh, the Velveteen Rabbit, our book tonight. Um, thanks for joining. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv. Um I know self-praise stinks, and I'm not putting this on to do any sort of self-praise, but um, I am putting it on because I thought it was cool, and I completely forgot about it, and I want to know what happened to this thing. Uh, let's see. What am I moving? Nope, that's not the right one. Come on, Jay. Get with the program. Oh, my God. Where are we? That's not it either. Why can't I grab that? Okay, how about this one? There we go. All right, here we go. I'm going to stretch this, make it a little bit bigger. There we go. All right. Sadly, once again, I cannot play the sound. You know what? Maybe I can. There's not much music in this. I'll take a chance. This is a trailer for a film called Vox. V-O-X. It's from 2016. See if there's anybody in here you recognize. Can you hear that? I hope.
Who's that guy? Oh. Cool, huh? Why am I always playing the bad guy? Almost always playing the bad guy. This film uh, was actually in the um, Busan Film Festival, I think. Uh, the Bhutan International Fantastic Film Festival, B.I.G., um, back only 24 projects were selected globally for that I did not have anything to do with it other than I acted in it um, you'll see me there uh, but uh, it was a lot of fun and the film looked brilliant honestly I never saw the finished film I don't know if that was just a proof of concept I think that it was I don't know that the actual film ever um, ever came to be but it should if that film hasn't been made it needs to get made because it seems really cool yeah four of forces cancel culture gone too far mm, way too far but uh yeah that um that was 2016 so it's been uh, what five years or more uh probably over five years uh it should absolutely be uh it should be made it's a damn cool film. Um, all right. Anyway, one final thing before we move on. And it, this is kind of... It's not meant to be. It might come off as a bit depressing. But I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as inspirational. Really something that, that should inspire you, I hope. Let me start with this before I actually get to the... To the saying. This, sadly, is the world death clock. This is actually the clock that is showing you how many people on earth have passed away live. Because 106.6 people every minute of every day of every week, every month, every year, die. And this number is that. That's what that represents. This is the estimated number of deaths just in 2021, as of right now. 14,704,506, How scary. It doesn't stop. 
it never stops. Now, to balance that, there is a world birth clock, which shows the number of births. So it does this. But this is the number I wanted you to pay attention to. It makes you think, doesn't it? It really makes you stop and think. And it made me think about this. As you breathe right now, another person takes their last. So stop complaining about what you don't have and start appreciating what you do. Take a look. It should make you grateful to be alive every moment of every day. I don't want to wax too philosophical, but when I saw that, I thought, yeah, wow. Appreciate what you have. Locus Pocus, hey, good to see you on the stream here tonight. That death clock is just, oh, man. You can look it up. Just do an internet search. Put in uh, world death clock. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, I suppose. <laughs> uh, all right. <coughs> man, I'm telling you. It's, uh, it's incredible. All right. So we have a book to get to. Oh, yeah. You missed it. All right. Well, check it out. The, the, no, it's not a doomsday clock. It's actually the, it's keeping track of all the deaths that are happening because 106.6 people pass away every minute of every day. Um, scary thought. Uh, anyway, we have the Velveteen Rabbit coming up, and we've been through the chapters with the skin horse, and we went to springtime, and now it is uh, it is summer. Yeah, it, check the rebroadcast once this posts back again on uh, on Twitch, because um, it's it's actually fascinating. It really is. Um, so we're gonna move along into the Velveteen Rabbit. It's by Marjorie Williams Bianco, who also happens to be my great great aunt or maybe great 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 aunt anyway she's an aunt <laughs> back a couple of greats um and uh yeah it's an amazing little book a very cute story and hope you've been following along we're gonna move into um we're gonna move into uh, another chapter which is all about summertime uh before we do that 404 says i wanted to say in the last stream that i heard that don bluth wanted to make a movie with this story Really? That would be damn cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this is the, um, this is the illustration for uh, the chapter called That Was a Wonderful Summer. Near the house where they had lived, there was a wood, and in the long June evenings, the boy liked to go there after tea to play. He took the velveteen rabbit with him, and before he wandered off to pick flowers or play at brigands among the trees, he always made the rabbit a little nest somewhere among the bracken, where he would be quite cozy, for he was a kind-hearted little boy, and he liked Bunny to be comfortable. Well, one evening, while the rabbit was lying there alone, watching the ants that ran to and fro between his velvet paws and the grass, he saw two strange beings creep out of the tall bracken near him. 
They were rabbits like himself, but quite furry and brand new. They must have been very well made, for their seams didn't show at all. And they changed shape in a queer way when they moved. One minute they were long and thin, and the next minute they were fat and bunchy, instead of always staying the same like he did. Their feet padded softly on the ground, and they crept quite close to him, twitching their noses, while the rabbit stared hard to see which side the clockwork struck out, for he knew that people who jump generally have something to wind them up. But he couldn't see it. They were evidently a new kind of rabbit altogether. Summer Days They stared at him, and the little rabbit stared back, and all the time their noses twitched. "'Why don't you get up and play with us?' one of them asked. Mm, "'I don't feel like it,' said the rabbit, for he didn't want to explain that he had no clockwork. "'Ha!' said the furry rabbit. "'It's as easy as anything.' and he gave a big hop sideways and stood on his hind legs. "'I don't believe you can,' he said. "'I can,' said the little rabbit. "'I can jump higher than anything.' He meant when the boy threw him, but, of course, he didn't want to say so. "'Can you hop on your hind legs?' asked the furry rabbit. That was a dreadful question for the velveteen rabbit had no hind legs at all. The back of him was made all in one piece, like a pincushion. He sat still in the bracken and hoped that the other rabbits wouldn't notice. Mm, I don't want to, he said again. But the wild rabbits have very sharp eyes, and this one stretched out his neck and looked. He hasn't got any hind legs, he called out. Fancy a rabbit without any hind legs, and he began to laugh. I have, cried the little rabbit. I have hind legs. I'm sitting on them. Then stretch them out and show me, like this said the wild rabbit, and began to whirl round and dance, till the little rabbit got quite dizzy. Mm, I don't like dancing, he said. I'd rather sit still. But all the while he was longing to dance, for a funny new tickly feeling ran through him, and he felt he would give anything in the world to be able to jump about like those rabbits did. The strange rabbit stopped dancing and came quite close. He came so close this time that his long whiskers brushed the velveteen rabbit's ears. And then he wrinkled his nose suddenly and flattened his ears and jumped backwards. He doesn't smell right, he exclaimed. He isn't a rabbit at all. He isn't real. I am real, said the little rabbit. 
I am real. The boy said so. And he nearly began to cry. And just then, there was the sound of footsteps, and the boy ran past near them. And with a stomp of feet and a flash of white tails, the two strange rabbits disappeared. Come back and play with me, called the little rabbit. Oh, do come back. I know I'm real. But there was no answer. Only the little ants ran to and fro, and the bracken swayed gently where the two strangers had passed. The velveteen rabbit was all alone. Oh, dear, he thought. Why did they run away like that? Why couldn't they stop and talk to me? Well, for a long time, he lay very still, watching the bracken and hoping that they would come back. But they never returned. And presently the sun sank lower, and the little white moss fluttered about. And the boy came and carried him home. Wow. Let's do some more. <laughs> I feel like doing some more. Why not? Weeks passed, and the little rabbit grew very old and shabby, but the boy loved him just as much. He loved him so hard that he loved all of his whiskers off, and the pink lining to his ears turned gray, and his brown spots faded, and he even began to lose his shape, and he scarcely looked like a rabbit any more, except to the boy. To him, he was always beautiful. And that was all that the little rabbit cared about. He didn't mind how he looked to other people, because the nursery magic had made him real. And when you are real, shabbiness doesn't matter. And then one day, the boy was ill. His face grew very flushed, and he talked in his sleep, and his little body was so hot that it burned the rabbit when he held it close. Strange people came and went in the nursery, and a light burned all night, and through it all the little velveteen rabbit lay there, hidden from sight under the bedclothes, and he never stirred, for he was afraid that if they found him, someone might take him away, and he knew that the boy needed him. It was a long weary time, for the boy was too ill to play, and the little rabbit found it rather dull with nothing to do all day. But he snuggled down patiently and looked forward to the time when the boy would be well again, and they would go out in the garden amongst the flowers and the butterflies and play splendid games in the raspberry thicket like they used to. All sorts of delightful things he planned, and while the boy lay half asleep, he crept up close to the pillow and whispered them in his ear. And presently the fever turned, and the boy got better. He was able to sit up in bed and look at picture books, while the little rabbit cuddled close at his side. And one day they let him get up and get dressed. It was a bright and sunny morning, 
and the windows stood wide open. They had carried the boy out to the balcony, wrapped in a shawl, and the little rabbit lay tangled up among the bedclothes, thinking. The boy was going to the seaside tomorrow. Everything was arranged, and now it only remained to carry out the doctor's orders. They talked about it all while the little rabbit lay under the bedclothes, with just his head peeping out and listening. The room was to be disinfected, and all the books and the toys that the boy had played with in bed must be burnt. Hurrah! thought the little rabbit. Tomorrow we shall go to the seaside. For the boy had often talked of the seaside, and he wanted very much to see the big waves coming in, and the tiny crabs, and the sand castles. And just then, Nana caught sight of him. How about this old bunny? she asked. That, said the doctor. Why, it's a mass of scarlet fever germs. Burn it at once. What? Nonsense. Get him a new one. He mustn't have that any more. Oh, my. That's where we'll end it for tonight. Coming up next, the chapter is called Anxious Times. In the story of the Velveteen Rabbit. That's cute. All right, so we'll do that next time on our Thursday night stream. Be sure and join us for that. Uh, they use the R word. Yeah, real. <laughs> the Velveteen Rabbit. feel like I heard that before, but just where? Hmm. Well, it's actually a very famous story uh, written by Marjorie Williams Bianco. And uh, we got that from the Gutenberg Project. Gutenberg.org is where you'll find all kinds of public domain books. They are free in different formats. If you use an ebook, EPUB uh, format, HTML formats, uh, text files, uh, the Gutenberg Project or Gutenberg.org is where you will find our our uh, selection of books. And uh, once we're done with the Velveteen Rabbit, which I'll tell you we're close to being finished with this book, we will move on. Not quite sure what we're going to move on to. We have some rather cool choices. I'll let you know again. And please, by the way, send me an email if you like. You'll see it down here scrolling at the uh, bottom of the screen. It's nopants at jsheldon.com. I read all your emails. I reply, everybody. So please do feel free to uh, either put it in the chat or drop me an email and I will uh, check it out. Um, we've got the Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling, of course. We have The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, that'll, that'll be kind of fun. Peter Pan, that's a long one, but not, not a bad idea. Treasure Island, another long one, but a classic Treasure Island. Uh, Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne is another possibility. Um, the Tale of Peter Rabbit, if you want to keep the rabbit theme going, we can do that. And uh, another quite long one, but very interesting, uh, The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Um, so that's the ones that I have picked, or I will pick from if we don't get a definite consensus. But if you have an opinion uh, from one of those, or go on gutenberg.org and check out the books there and if you've got a better idea, by all means, we'd love to hear from you. Nopants at jsheldon.com. There you go. Just went by. Thank you, everybody. 
Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, wherever you may be. Facebook Live, uh, Facebook, I'm not wearing pants is the page. Uh, YouTube, of course, is our Jay Sheldon channel. And twitch.tv, Jay Sheldon, no pants. Where, by the way, you can also get some Jay Sheldon, no pants merchandise. Yeah, we got merch. Go to my page on twitch.tv and you'll find a link in the about section, something like that. But it's there. So check it out. We got some t-shirts, hoodies, hats, a mouse pad, some other cool stuff. So yeah, by all means, please do check it out. Um, name of the book was used in Ashow. I used to watch character burrows that appearance and namesake based on the book's title and titular character. Okay. All right, guys, that's it. We're out of here. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for liking, subscribing, sharing, and we will see you all next time on uh, on the show. That will be Thursday night, 10 o'clock p.m., my time here in Malaysia. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.